Hi, I'm Caden, here with my brother, Cal, and you're listening to Eating W's. Eat the W. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. So today on Eating W's, we are officially one week away from the start of the NFL season. The NFL season starts... Less than. Less than. The season starts on Thursday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Right, so actually... I, I was thinking from the first Sunday. Yeah. Cause that's, but it actually starts on Thursday. the kickoff game is Thursday, right? So. That, that should be a hell of a game, so, you yeah. know. I, they've had a lot of COVID trouble these past few days, the Cowboys. They've lost Zach Martin and a few other people. But with Dak back, if he's 100%, C.D. Lamb in his sophomore year, if Zeke can return to form, they might give the Bucks a run for their money. We'll have to see. Nah. You don't think? Not that... Not to start, not not week one. That's no true. Way. That's true. But you know, sometimes I, I mean, I, I'd be wouldn't be surprised, but I, I just don't think that week one they're gonna go out there and 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 lose it. You know, sometimes those super teams like that just kind of overlook games, though. Plus, and the Cowboys are a little bit of a better team to just overlook uh, uh, compared to like the Texans or a right. team like that, but. Still, who knows? I just don't know. I still don't know about McCarthy. I still just don't think he's that. Come on, great. man. He, he won you a Super Bowl. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago now. <laughs> well, I mean, he won you a Super Bowl at one point. Oh, whatever. But. Okay. Moving on past that, in today's episode, we got a little bit of news from the pre- from the prior week, and then we are going to talk about some of the fantasy sleepers who might still be undrafted in your fantasy draft. We know we're a little late on the fantasy stuff. That's why we didn't want to talk about a draft. So we went a little past the draft and wanted to talk about some sleepers that you could maybe pick up now instead of some getting in the draft. Players that are more than likely available in most leagues will kind of talk about and I think will come out and surprise people and will not be available shortly after week one or two. Yep. Before that, though, we'll start with some news, and probably one of the biggest news lines of the week. The Patriots released quarterback Cam Newton, meaning that Mac Jones is officially going to be the starter in New England week one. Uh, not Brian Hoyer? Not Brian Hoyer. I, I, I think they still got him. Not, not Jared Stidham, either. Or Stidham, oh yeah. Do they still have Stidham? They might have gotten rid of Stidham. I, I don't sure. know. Stidham was the savior. I don't know. They've had, like, what, seven... You know, yeah, they, era parents, yeah. saviors, whatever. They've had so yeah. many Brady replacements that right. you can't even yeah. keep track of them anymore. Yeah, so. one's in San Francisco, one's in went to Indianapolis. The only true <laughs> Brady replacement is probably in San Francisco right now. I think Garoppolo is probably the closest they've had to a replacement. Was the original one. But now they got good old Mac Jones. Mac Jones. The picture where he's got the cigar in his mouth with yeah. his shirt off, and you can just tell. He's got the, like, true dad bod. It's so funny. Alabama, man. It's so funny. (laughs) But that's some big news because, you know, don't get me wrong. I agree that Cam Newton had an awful 2020 season. Just a god-awful 2020 season. But I really thought they'd give him another chance and let Mac develop for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just don't get it why everybody thinks that the letting a quarterback develop isn't a thing anymore. I've heard that from a couple of, like, sports talk shows and stuff that everyone says the era of developing a quarterback is over, and I just don't get it because everyone, if you ask who's the best quarterback in the league right now, 
67% of people say Patrick Mahomes, he developed for a year before he played. Mm -hmm. So how is that era over if the best quarterback in the league right now only four years ago was developing? So So you want to say Mahomes, developed for a year. Rodgers, developed for two, three years. Lamar, developed for a year. Lamar, developed for a year. Uh, Who else? Uh, Even Brady sat for a year. Yep. Brady was drafted in 2000, but didn't play until 2001. So he technically sat for a year. I mean... That's why, this is kind of an off-topic thing, but that's why when everyone is saying, why is Andy Dalton starting week one? Why are they not starting Justin Fields? Because that's how you make a player better in this league. Apparently it only exists in the NFC North. The Packers do it. The Bears do it. The Bears try to do it. The Vikings try to do it. Yeah. The Packers are the only one that has really, really got it down to the exact science. They know how to do it and do it right. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's not like you've just randomly gotten elite talent for the past 20 years between two guys, definitely. But yeah, that's why I just don't get it, because, I mean, you saw that hit he took versus Buffalo. That's going to be a weekly thing if they throw him out there week one. So why not? I get you paid him $10 million to be a, like, test dummy, to, for lack of a better term. But why not throw Dalton out there and let him at least try to prove himself and take some of those hits? to save Justin Fields for the future because, in my opinion, he very much is the future in Chicago. I'm terrified of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I, I see him in my nightmares. I'm running away from him. I think like, Fields and Lance need it. I I can see why New England did it. Just for one, one difference, the coaching. Because Bill Belichick's out there. I just... I think he makes a difference in the terms that if you're going to run the rookie quarterback out there, if you plan on starting him next year anyways, it's better to just start him now with Belichick because you don't know really how much longer Belichick has. So I, I I see it making sense with that. If that's the guy that Belichick wants to go with that into the twilight of his coaching career, it's better to start now than why throw Cam Newton out there who's going to be kind of diva-like, I imagine. Probably wasn't the best mentor. At least Hoyer would mentor. Maybe even Stidham's being, you know, more understanding and the teammate about it. Yeah. I could see Cam Newton not being... I mean, he's, I think he said he did or he would. I just don't think I, so. I Newton's definitely agree. I could see that. been to the top, and he's been, you know, the greatest and the superstar... He knows he, he won has, an MVP. Yeah, made he, it to the his Super Bowl. ego is already too big for it yeah. to to be mentoring at this age, at this stage in his career. He's still only what? He's not even thirty yet, is he? Oh, he's got to be thirty at least. But still, then he's still. I think he's like thirty or thirty-one. Yeah, that's still very <clears throat> uh, not very young, but young for. A starting caliber Especially quarterback Especially in today's in league with yeah. guys like Roethlisberger, Rodgers, Brady starting. That's, mm-hmm. that's relatively young. The only thing with it, in my opinion, that I really don't like is I don't. I never really thought Mac Jones was going to do much from the beginning either way. But, man, they are really throwing him into a dumpster fire in that offense because he has, he has one weapon I can think of, somebody who I'm going to talk about a little later. But other than that, I just don't see where he's really going to go in that offense. Who do they got? Who's their starter that they just picked up? Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. They just picked him up recently. But past that, you got Jacoby Myers. 
You got a Jacoby like Myers. You got a unhappy Kanil Harry who wants a trade still, I believe. So, God, you're just you're really not throwing them into the best situation, in my opinion. You run, they're, they're running the two tight end set. They're going back to that two tight end set. They don't need star wide receivers. One of their tight ends just got hurt, though. Hunter Henry's supposed to miss the first couple of weeks, isn't he? Oh, is he? I thought so. Maybe I knew he was hurt, that, but, but I don't. I didn't think he was going to miss time. You know what? I I wish the best for Mac Jones. I just am worried because of Belichick. Belichick, man, I just we don't give him enough credit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, it's the I only think... situation where I'm like, I you know would agree like, okay, if you're gonna you know, I agree with him just going with the rookie and starting him now. I think. In the argument of Belichick versus Brady, who did it, I think they fed off of each other. Oh, they Because, did. yeah, Belichick didn't make it to the playoffs and Brady won a Super Bowl. But you got to look at what was left for Belichick and what Brady got blessed walked, into. Walked into, yeah. yeah. Brady was basically calling the shots on that team. Bringing in Gronk and Antonio Brown and this is the other guy he brought in. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Was, he brought yeah, in Fournette. Brought in yeah, playoff Lenny. Yeah, that team, playoff Lenny. That team I'm is surprised so they, I cannot believe they didn't get Edelman or James White. I'm but really did, surprised they didn't get Edelman. But he did get Gio Bernard. So, I'm really interested to see how Gio does in that offense. Like, I, think, I think these are Brady's guys. I think that James White, Edelman... Edelman's a Brady guy, but I think Edelman was just done playing. I think they were maybe more Belichick guys. You know, James White, uh, what else am I, uh, Jacoby Myers, you know, Welker, those guys that came down, came to New England, and everybody thought, oh, they came to play with Brady. Maybe they came to play with Belichick. The real question is who's been drafting <coughs> who's been drafting these first round wide receivers for the Patriots because they have not been doing too well with that. And yeah, and look, everybody gives the Packers shit for not drafting first round wide receivers. See, they just they at least don't draft them. The Patriots just only draft them right. Wrong. So would we rather draft them and they bust and they end up like Laquan Treadwell or Troy Williamson or like it's um, bad. What other bad Vikings wide receivers have you drafted? I just wanted to name only the bad Viking ones. So. See, we don't we don't do the, we don't do it too <laughs> but, often, uh, right? But Laquan I mean, Treadwell I mean, is the only one going, I can uh, think of. But uh, other first round wide receivers have just been awful. Uh, well, the the you could the oh list could God, go on and uh, on. It's so so many. Gosh, I'm but, trying to think of that guy from down in Jacksonville. I can't. I Justin mean, Hunter, fifth round pick or fifth overall pick, busted out. AJ Jenkins, John Baldwin. I mean, it's just going to be, I think that the other two rookies who are thrown into a starting role right now with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, of course, they're one and two respectively, and Mac Jones was a 15, but I just think they're both in a better situation. And that's not saying much, because it's not better by a lot. Neither of them have overly amazing offenses either. What, team-wise? team, team wise? Yeah, weapons-wise. Okay. Yeah. I say, cause not coaching-wise. Coaching no way. That's the only thing is is that Mac Jones might get the perfect coaching and become the perfect weapon. Yeah. Well, He's... I guess if you want to talk about like I said earlier with the Brady versus, <coughs> with the Brady versus Belichick debate, this is your real answer. If Belichick can turn Mac Jones into something, mm -hmm. then that's your I real want answer. the only time Mac Jones to go and 
beat Brady. And that oh Patriots yeah, what is Bucks that? Game. Is that week eleven or something? Something like that. But yeah, that would be fun to see. If Mac Jones goes, so how does that stand then? If Mac Jones goes in, no, no, it's Tampa going into into Foxborough. But if Brady comes back to Foxborough and Mac Jones defends the castle, beats Brady. How does that, I mean, where does the Belichick-Brady record stand then? Because then you've got, that means Belichick has handpicked a rookie quarterback to beat Brady, even though Brady has the Super Bowl. I don't know. I think, I don't think you can answer that question for another couple of seasons. I think you got to see the long term uh, before you I think can... the only reason, the only way you could is if they meet up in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I think that's one way. Well, moving from one New England team to another, the Raiders are signing former Seahawk and current free agent linebacker K.J. Wright, which I think is a great pickup for them. They're in a division with many good tight ends, including, Mm -hmm. of course, Travis Kelsey. It's a guy I was kind of hoping the Vikings would pick up. I've always really respected K.J. Wright. I think he's, he's kind of ahead of his time on being a pass coverage linebacker, which is good to see. So I can't believe he sat for so long. He sat for a while. Yeah. Yep. But I said this, what, four or five episodes ago, that these veteran free agents are going to wait till right at the end of training camp, and then there, there's going to be a flurry of them that sign because they don't want to deal with the training camp BS. Yep. So, or they'll, now, now, now will come the guys that wait for injury bugs to hit. Yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, Just now kicking we're... kicking it off. Now we're... Uh, over the preseason as well. Just so. signed Desmond Trufant. They just I, signed him? Yep. Oh. Just got that. That's a good pickup. A for little them. bit ago. They definitely needed a little bit of corner help because Lattimore has kind of dropped recently, so that'll be good for them. <laughs> uh, and, and he gets to go up against Rodgers and Devontae Adams in six days. Well, he's been doing that against the, in, the Lions. And so. did you see that in Jacksonville? The neutral site game. Oh, yeah, they had to move it to Jacksonville because of, because the, of the hurricane. hurricane yeah. So, New Orleans actually put a team of, like, researchers together to find out which, like, which of the options available to them. Like, I don't know, there were multiple stadium options available. Dallas, Houston, Arizona, and Jacksonville, I think, were the options. I might be wrong on all those, but... They had a, a flurry of options. They actually did research on the, what the Packers' record is at each stadium, what the highest cost was for flights to each city from Green Bay, and what the uh, what the number of uh, like average number of attendances for Packer fans in each state where the stadium was. They put a lot of shit into finding out just. Like, what would be the less least enticing for Packer fans to show up at for a neutral site game? That is savage. I love it. I really. I think it's. I think it's kind of sad. Like that is hilarious. No, dude, that's just total game theory. Like I'd be. I wouldn't like it if I was a. If they were doing it against the. I guess maybe that's why. Just I'm kind of like. That is hilarious. Jeez, like what? You gotta put that much effort into just making sure our fans don't show up. I hate Sean Payton with a fiery passion, but mad respect on him for that one. So somehow they landed on Jacksonville because apparently 
it is the most expensive for Packers for, for flights from Green Bay to Jacksonville. For whatever reason, that's the most expensive. So, if you ever want to, I don't know, a little random trivia tidbit. Most expensive flight out of Green Bay is to Jacksonville. It's to Jacksonville. That's hilarious. Go figure. So, Quick little random side note. I've been hearing these birds the entire time Calum was talking. <laughs> So I just thought I should explain that quick. You can probably also kind of hear it in my voice. I've had a little bit of sinus stuff going on. So, you know, in the new world we live in, we're being safe. And we are actually recording outside on Callan's porch right now. Yep, so if the... you hear those birds in the background or any random street noise, that's why. I... Luckily, I don't think the mic is picking up a ton of it and we're talking over most of it. But Yeah, we are out. Those birds don't shut the hell up. You'll probably definitely hear those. So. Art out on, on the back deck, and I live in a little forest area, so there's wildlife all over. Yep, we're in but the, we are in the woodland mansion. That's he where went, we record. He, Bubba got too close to Kirk Cousins, and we came <laughs> I was in a high-risk, close contact, so we're just playing it safe. I was in the Vikings quarterback room, and there was not enough damn plexiglass there was in there. I need more it plexiglass. Was, it was spreading rampant. You basically, just need a maze of plexiglass. Yeah. There just needs to be... But you can't also get entrapped in it with two people either. So you Yeah, if you out. get too close to each other, you got to spread <laughs> out and get lost in the maze again. It's a crazy situation. But... Uh, so, goddamn Kirk Cousins. But back to the news, moving from Las Vegas down to Texas, Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starter in Houston. And the only reason I put this in here is to announce it to everybody. Start investing in Davis Mills, because we have seen this situation before. Everywhere Tyrod Taylor goes, a rookie quarterback takes over. Most recently, of course, being with in L.A. with Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. So Davis Mills, this year's Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yep. Get ready for At it. At some point. So, yeah, because he's... And preceding that was Josh Allen. Yep. And preceding that was... Baker Mayfield? I believe so, yep. And preceding that was... I have no idea. I can't remember. But, but the point is, still a, get your Davis Mills jersey because it's happening. Record. The Texans are not going to be last this year. They're going to be playoff contenders because of Davis Mills, the Stanford boy. <laughs> and then moving on to some kind of just sad news at this point. Ravens running back Justice Hill tore his Achilles at practice and is expected to be out for the entire season. Wow, the Ravens could not get any luck with running back, and this led to the Ravens working out a levy of free agents, including names like Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. And Elijah Holyfield. The and son Elijah Holyfield. Of Evander Holyfield. I've never even heard who's Evander Holyfield. I have no Evander idea. Holyfield? That's the boxer that Mike Tyson bit. He bit his ear off? Yeah. That's the one he bit. That's a really random connection, but yeah. For his kid. <laughs> his kid has two ears? I believe so. Good, uh, good for him. Good for Tyson him. did, I believe, threaten to eat his children, <laughs> but he at least did not eat Ooh, that one. That was a close one. That was and close. He, he ended up being a football player, so... Well, good for him. Good thing he was spared. I bet, I bet he thanks Mike Tyson every day for not eating him as a child. Not eating his children. But yeah, so just... Really tragic for the Ravens there. I don't even really know what else to say about it. Just happened to J.K. Dobbins. Now there goes Justice Hill. Gus Edwards better be protecting his legs because <laughs> it's not looking too hot for him right now. The track record's catching up with him. But moving on to our first NFC news of this little news segment, 
the Vikings are trading for Jets tight end Chris Herdman, and they are giving them a fourth rounder in return for Chris Herdman and a Jets sixth rounder. So a little bit of a weird trade to me. I watched some Chris Herdman highlights, and he kind of seems like the Darnold effect, where he just went to the New York Jets, and he actually had a lot of potential, but he was just on the Jets with Adam Gase, so he couldn't really get anything going. So maybe this kind of new start and some actual playtime, because he probably will get some playtime with uh, Tyler Conklin. He might, he might turn out to be something. I think you guys scored with this one. I really liked Herndon. I was really hoping for Ninjoku, but after watching and researching a little bit about Herndon, I'm fine with that. I think he was their best offensive player last year, not counting Darnold. He was hurt most of the year. Uh, But he's definitely more of the receiving tight end. Yep, which which is what Irv Smith was going to be. Right, so it it obviously... Once I saw that trade, I was like, Smith's gone for the year. Yeah. I agree. I even said that last Herndon week. Herndon is we'll still see. on his rookie deal, so his contract expires at the end of this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, yeah, that that's why I think that's me. That's why I think that Smith has gone for the year because then they can make a decision, you know, on Smith or on Herndon if they really like like what they get out of him. Yeah, I really like this because I think that Tyler Conklin was going to get. A lot of playtime, whether Irv Smith got hurt or not, because we run a ton of multi-tight end sets. So i really hoping that Chris Herndon can come in and take that Irv Smith role and maybe even take that number one tight end position if if he turns out to be what I think he's going to be and then allow Cronklin to still be that tight end two blocker position because mm-hmm. that's really where he thrives. It's those chip and release type routes. Yeah, I don't think he can be your one. No... I really like Tyler Conklin, he but is I a perfect role player. You know what I mean? That in, just, in today's he's one league, of those guys. in today's league, you're gonna start seeing a lot more tight ends like Kyle Pitts, who are pretty much receivers. Travis Kelsey, <laughs> big and ass, just, athletic SLB. You just need to be that. And Tyler Conklin is a great role player. He's gonna be an amazing tight end too. But I just don't think he's today's NFL tight end. The tight end is an offensive linebacker. That's what I like to call him because. You look at them and you can't tell. Is that a linebacker? Because most of them are built like that. They're built big and tough and huge. Like you just said, those tight ends are some big SOBs. Mm -hmm. A little bit of other Vikings news. We signed former Steelers punter Jordan Berry and released Brenton Colquitt. So, change in punter. Woohoo. How exciting. I always really like Jordan Berry. NFC North punter news. Yep. Yeah. And the Packers then, also got a new punter. I was going to say, I know you have some Packers news, so I'll let you talk about that, Callum. So, yeah, the Packers uh, traded a sixth-round pick to the Rams for punter Corey Borakes. Bor- uh He punted in Buffalo for three years and decided to sign with the Rams. Get this, he signed with the Rams, who have Johnny Hecker, probably the best punter in the league. He signed with them in the offseason just to learn from Johnny Hecker. He knew he was more than likely going to be cut or traded. It's kind of a smart move. But, right, he was able to learn. He actually was able to learn a new style of punt called the banana punt. I don't know anything about it, but he said it's, he was able to add, the, add that to his arsenal. 
Uh, and, oh, we also got a seventh round pick, too. So, I'm not sure how that deal worked out. So, we that's, got a punter and a seventh for just a six. That's actually such a good move because, as a punter, it's not like you really have to learn a playbook. So, you can jump into a team at pretty much any point and pretty quickly kind of get the gist of what they need. Mm -hmm. So, what a great and move he on his part. punted in Buffalo, which he said he loved kicking in the cold. It was a lot of fun for him because... It was such a challenge, and he was able to do it well. So he's perfect Green Bay. Punter. I was gonna say, there yeah. you go. You he's can't a California ask for much more kid, than that. which doesn't make sense why he likes the cold, but you know, whatever. It, you he, like what he, you don't have. He kicked well in Buffalo, and I. That's just so bizarre. You know, I he must have told Buffalo that's what he was gonna do, because Buffalo signed a different punter, and I always thought that was weird. So I was like. Borokas is really good. I'm like, I'm some, and then he went and signed with the Rams. I'm like, what is he doing? He's, they have Hecker and he's good. Now it all makes sense. Not so much that just because he came to the Packers, but he went. He literally signed somewhere to learn and 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 perfect his craft and upgrade his arsenal. That's you don't see that. That's just it's so bizarre. I think. But the Vikings got Jordan Berry right from the Steelers. Because Percy Harvin won the Steelers punter's job. I still don't who, know this man's who name. Who we talked about like weeks ago during the Hall of Fame game because he was able to just cough and corner kicks to the one. And we were like, damn. Dude, he didn't even cough and corner it. He put it in the middle of the field. Oh, was he that one? It oh, was the middle that of was the field. That one, right. That was it that was one. so still, impressive. Yeah. I still don't know this guy's name. Allen has Perry Harvin written down, but I thought the Harvin was different. So. It's Percy. So what is it? Percy Harkin? I, I don't remember. I literally don't know. It's it's Perry Harvin. Is it Perry Harvin? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I trust you. I just have no idea. It's got to be. I don't know. I really don't. Is it Percy Harvin? It's not. Per I, the only thing I know is it's not Percy Harvin. Because if his name was Percy Harvin, it'd be hilarious. It'd be like if Percy Harvin stopped playing receiver, put on like a hundred pounds, because that guy's a tank. This guy, the punter. Yeah, I love that. And the then moved punter, punter is bigger than the actual Percy Harvin. Dude, he's huge. I don't know the exact height and weight, but you could tell during that preseason game when I watched it, the Hall of Fame game. He's a big boy. Mm -hmm. He's a tanky lad. So, but and he can kick. He can boot it. And he can kick accurately. So that's been the news from this past week. Good little bit of news every week so far. So yeah. that's been nice. A lot to report on. And now it is time. The season is actually going to start. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait, dude. Oh, a little bit of news that I actually didn't have written down, but I just remembered. Trey Waynes was officially ruled out. Uh, the Bengals cornerback was yeah. ruled out Sunday against the Vikings. So... Uh, Eli Apple and Mike Hilton are their two starting corners right now. So get ready for Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson to have themselves oh, a day. I like Mike Hilton. Yeah, but do you like him against Thielen or Jefferson? Uh, I don't know. I just mean I thought I thought Hilton played well last year for the for the Steelers. He's Eli Apple, be, not so much. You gotta be a lot better than well. Yeah, to stop that offense. But, so. We'll yeah. see how it goes for them. Eli Apple's going to get picked on. Oh, he's going to get destroyed, dude. Yeah. 
I can't even. It's. I'm so excited for that game now. We're gonna have like 600 yards of offense. It's gonna be insane. I guarantee it. And I get to see Joe Burrow, who I really like. So it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a great game to watch, to say the least. But moving on to some fantasy sleepers. Like I said earlier, these are just some guys that might not be picked up yet in your league that you should consider picking up. So I'll kick us off. I want to start with two Saints offensive players right now. One of them being Marquez Callaway, who might be picked up after that amazing preseason game he had last week. But if you're looking for a receiver, you might want to give his name a search because him and Jameis really seem to be on the same page and mm-hmm. might be a big part of that offense. And with Michael Thomas out for six games, at least, yep, they're going to need some offensive production somewhere. So. Yep, definitely. And then another Saints guy, tight end Adam Troutman, is a guy who I actually drafted late in our fantasy draft. You know, New Orleans loves to use their tight ends. They showed it with Jared Cook that they really liked him, and now he's gone, and Troutman is their number one tight end. So we'll have to see how he plays. He's a little bit more of a risk, but I think he'll probably definitely be available in a lot of leagues. So if you need a I tight think end, give him a look. offense wasn't as popular this year with Breeze being gone. Which is silly, because I think Jameis Winston is going to have a crazy good year under Sean Payton. So. I think so, too. I think that would... I mean, don't get me wrong, Breeze is super talented, and he definitely helped make that offense, but I don't think he was the only thing making that offense run. Alvin Kamara, not a sleeper, but Alvin Kamara, I think, has a really good chance at Offensive Player of the Year this year. And, He's yeah. kind of my prediction for that, because that offense yeah. is going to run they through got, him. They still got Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has a good, solid backup. So, you know, just someone to spell him, give him a breather so he doesn't get burnt out. Yeah. And then moving on to the Chargers, I have receiver Josh Palmer, who is, of course, a guy that I've talked about a lot. You've been following Josh Palmer for months. I think he should definitely be available in a lot of drafts, and he probably won't be starting week one, but I think he's going to shoot up that depth chart really fast, and I think by week four or five, he's going to be a really viable viable wide receiver three. He was drafted in one draft for sure. It's only because I had to. I knew that he wasn't gonna, you weren't going to let him not get drafted. I was, See, I wasn't going to draft him. You I weren't going to draft no, him, No, so, huh? damn. damn. No, I, the reason I wasn't going to draft him is because, you know, I won my fantasy league last year, so I gave myself a little bit of a challenge this year. Every wide receiver on my roster, which I think between starters and bench, I have six. Oh, my gosh. Are that's all right. 2020 receivers, so. But how could I, I... On draft day, in the middle of this offline draft room, war room, chaos, how can I believe that? With all everything you had been talking up on on Josh... Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer. Come on, you don't even know his name. (laughs) You don't even know his name. I I will know his name. So will will. the rest of the league, I hope. I think him and Herbert are going to tear the league up. But yeah, you know, I just got in your head. Yeah. You just... Yeah. You just lost the mind game, bro. Ever, ever since, ever since the first draft, when you stole my picks, you've just you've been <laughs> okay, able to quick, get quick little throwback story because it's hilarious. Our first draft, we did it at my dad's work, so we were all together online, and all I computers or laptops like Callan and I were in separate rooms. He was on a computer, I was on my phone, and I'd walk in and I'd just you know I'd say whatever. I'd just start a random conversation when neither of us were picking. And I'd kind of side eye and look at his entire queue, because yeah, and they, then I'd go you and can have the player, the player queue listed, 
And I didn't even think about it, but it's just, you know, the queue was, the list of the queue was right out in the open, ranked 1 through 10. I was just snagging players right before he took them. Yeah, like, I would have him get close to me, and he'd take a player. And I'd be like, damn. And it happened again. And it happened a third time. Happened, I was like, it happened what like is four going or five on? Five rounds in a because, row. Because, yeah, you kept coming in and either, I can't remember, just little things. Like you were asking a question or getting something, getting a, a, a pen or something. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. You were much younger, so it was... But the funniest part of that story is I finished eighth that year, so maybe I was helping you. So. <laughs> but All ever right. since then, yeah, I've let you get in my head. You got me to draft <laughs> Kenyon Drake last year. Yep. I was all in on Kenyon Drake. I really thought that was a good pick. <laughs> I really thought Kenyon Drake was going to tear it up with the Cardinals. But moving on to another receiver, I have Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson, who is a 2020 guy, who I did draft. Like I just said, I drafted all 2020 guys. So I think that, again, he might not be starting week one, but I think he's going to move his way up that depth chart and at least get to a wide receiver three position. And I think with Matthew Stadford, he likes those kind of underneath guys that can just get open on those quick drag routes and slant routes. So I think a lot of targets are going to go his way later in the year. Mm-hmm. Right? And then moving on past the receivers, I have Patriots running back Damian Harris, who's a guy who probably did get drafted later in a lot of drafts now that I think about it because he is New England's starting running back. But I think he just showed out really well last season, and I think with Mac Jones officially being their starter, they're going to run the football a lot. So I can see Damian Harris and now uh, Richard Stevenson. I'm I can't remember the last or the first name for sure, but I know his last name is Stevenson. That rookie who really showed out during the preseason this year. I think they're both going to get a lot of carries. The guy who went on the Vikings. That's huh? Got anyone on the Vikings who's a fantasy sleeper? What do you mean? Like a player, a player. Oh, do I have any? Yeah. Uh. No, not really. I guess my real fantasy sleeper for the Vikings would probably be either KJ Osborne or Ishmir Smith-Marset, whoever really proves herself to be our wide receiver three. Because when offenses focus Thielen and Jefferson so much and then also have to worry about Dalvin Cook in the backfield, that's when you see a wide receiver three really show up. And I think that Ishmir Smith-Marset and KJ Osborne could both really be huge role players in that offense. But moving on to another running back who I have down is the Broncos' Javante Williams, who is a rookie this year. I think that he pretty much already has earned that starting job. Yeah, they released uh, Royce Freeman. Oh, did they? Which I was kind of surprised by. I don't know. So they only have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And I think he passed out Melvin Gordon, as I was about to say. Yeah. You know, he's just a hard-nosed runner. He's a natural receiver. And with a guy like Teddy at quarterback, I can both, see a lot of checkdowns to running backs. Both of those backs, UNC so. running backs from this year. Yep, Michael he, Carter is also starting, starting in New York. For the Jets, who's another guy who's just as much of a sleeper. I, I think, think he's yeah. I think he's really going to do well because in New he's York. on the Jets. I know a lot, not a lot of people buy into anyone on the Jets offense, so he's he's could very possibly be available in a lot of leagues. Yep. If Zach Wilson doesn't turn out to be the number two overall pick they're going to be doing a lot of running with michael carter so that's mm-hmm. another good sleeper here's a little bit of a weird one i have the lions entire offense as a sleeper i talked about it a lot where you should pick up uh uh deandre swift and jamal williams both of their running backs because i think they're going to run a lot 
But, you know, if they can really get that running game going, the best that Jared Goff has ever been in his entire career was in the Rams when they had an amazing running game with Gurley and a solid offensive line. And what does the Lions have right now other than an amazing running game? Theoretically, I think they're going to have an amazing running game and a solid offensive line. So I could see Goff doing a lot better than people are giving him And here's an odd season. A little oddity for that. When when Goff had his season with Gurley, well, it was his second year out of Georgia, I think. This is DeAndre Swift's second year out of Georgia. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. It was his second year out of... No, it was his third year. Was, I know they were... Todd least, Gurley came out of the 15 draft, right, That's right, yep. But but still, both they early were both, out of Georgia. They were, they were both both running backs out of Georgia, which is just a little... So, yeah, I mean... Thing. Yeah. Wide receivers, Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Who their wide receivers first? They got Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and... Uh, Quintez Cephas, oh, I believe, is Quintus their wide Cephas, receiver three right. because they released Brashad Perryman, who was picked up by the Bears. But, you know, I know that's not a great receiving core, but just uh, they're, they're with, how, Hawk. with how, oh, and of course, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson, I didn't even think about that. And also Jamal Williams and Devontae, Devontae, Deontay Swift are both a uh, natural pass catchers out of the backfield. So, you know, give... Give Jared Goff a little credit. I feel like no one's giving him any credit. I feel like he could have a decent season. Last year, Jamal Williams did not drop a single pass he was targeted on. I mean, he was like, I think it was like 14 of 14, but still. Yeah, he had that one really crazy catch yeah. that was super good. And I just said Deontay Williams. It's Deontay. DeAndre. DeAndre. DeAndre Swift. Swift. Oh, wow. And I am struggling. DeAndre Williams, who's in Denver. I know, I got and it. Jamal Williams who's in Detroit. There's just too many D's and G's and Williams. I don't know, dude. It's been a struggle. But as for my final sleeper, because clearly I need to stop talking for a little bit, I have the Broncos defense as a whole. I feel like they're one of the lower-rated defenses early in this year, but this is the first time that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are going to be on the field together since I believe it was week four of 2019. So that's a scary pass rush duo. They have Shelby Harris in the middle of that offensive line. They have Shelby Harris in the middle of that defensive line, and they also have new additions, Kyle Fuller and Pat Sertain from the draft in that secondary, Mm -hmm. as well as, in my opinion, one of the most underrated safeties in the league right now in Justin Simmons. So it's definitely good to keep an eye on that defense. Including the outlaw and middle linebacker, Josie Jewell. Yep, Iowa boy Josie Jewell locking it down in the middle of that linebacking you know, core. I think, yeah, I, I, I think you're right on on Denver being a really good defense this year. Again, they usually were and are. They had a really bad year last year. Their secondary was not very good. Miller was out. Chubb was out. You know, the team just kind of, I don't know. Didn't, you know, had a it was really kind of like the Vikings, where they just, it wasn't their year. I think they're a team that could surprise some people this year just because of that defense. Like you said, with Miller and Chubb, everyone's healthy, a very strong secondary. And another good thing about that defense is, of course, Teddy Two Gloves, that quarterback, is a great game manager. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be on the field a ton, and which is a good thing. they have a lot of receiving options. A lot of receiving options. 
with a two-headed running back of Javante Williams and <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Is. But then you got Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton is coming back. Cortland Sutton. That's, you know, the Broncos are a scary team this year. It sucks for them that they're in a division with the Chiefs. And the Chargers I could, and the Raiders, the AFC West. Is I don't, I don't see them winning the AFC West, but I would not be too surprised if they slipped into a wild card spot. Definitely. I really wouldn't. So, Callan, what are some of your sleepers? So I'll start with a couple of sleepers on the Packers. Uh, that was kind of where I would looked at first. Uh, one is, I really think that it would be available in most leagues is is AJ Dillon. Or Kylan Hill, the second and third string running backs, respectively. Uh, if we only kept three running backs on the roster so far this year, at least to start. So if Aaron Jones gets hurt, it's going to be AJ Dillon and Kylan Hill did very, very well in training camp and preseason. In fact, he didn't even play in the last preseason game. Kylan Hill, because he had already locked up the third roster spot. So that's pretty crazy. And he was a seventh-round pick rookie. So he's done really well. He's a, a very good third-down running back um, as far as, like, pass catching and picking up run blitzes or pass picking up blitzes on, yeah. on the pass rush. Which, fantasy-wise, you love to see with those PPR leagues mm-hmm. because anybody who any running, running back can make receptions. They can almost become a, a glorified wide receiver. If you if you know if you get the right type of running back that falls in the right kind of system, look at McCaffrey in twenty nineteen. He's a thousand thousand guys. Yeah. It's like a fantasy. But then lover's he, dream. you even got specialized guys that do it. Guys like Naeem Hines, who's uh, James White, or just receiving running backs who might maybe have a couple carries a game, but they'll have nine ten catches for sixty seventy yards. Yep. So. Uh, Another sleeper, which I don't know how much is a sleeper, but someone I think is going to have a really big and year, not only stat-wise, but fantasy-wise. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He has been doing very well also in training camp. Only a couple drops. I, <laughs> but I really like he's been, MVS. He's been much more consistent in camp, they've said, this year. And he uh, has even... Put on a little bit of more muscle. He worked out a little bit more this offseason. So he's a little bit more bigger built, which is always good to see for a receiver. So that I I think that he is really going to blow up this year. So, like I said, I don't know how much of any is a sleeper because he's the Packers number two. But I do think that if he is available, you should pick him up because he won't be there very long. Yep. Uh, one... One NFL player, other NFL player that I really think is a very deep sleeper is Baltimore's second string running back. And we were talking about Justice Hill. People thought it's Justice Hill. Prior to Justice Hill's injury, he was not the number two running back. The number two running back is Tyson Johnson, an undrafted rookie. And I'm not even sure where he's from, but he literally is just a workhorse in the sense that he went to three colleges in four years. Started out literally to to quote Drake, I think. He started at the bottom and now he's here in the NFL. Cause he was in like a bottom tiered school 
worked his way up, transferred to another school, transferred to another school. Which is impressive because when you transfer to another college, it's not like you get automatic starting reps. Right. You start it, like you just said, you start at the bottom. So he's went and started at the bottom of the depth chart at, what'd you say, three Three, different colleges? Three colleges in four years. Undrafted, didn't, I I don't even know where, what college he, they say he's from because what one do you, yeah, so they just said in the, in the articles reading about him, they didn't even say which college. They said he went to three colleges in four years. They didn't even say which ones. So, uh, but I think that, uh, when, uh, who am I thinking Dobbins went down and Gus Edwards became the number one. Apparently, Tyson Johnson jumped Justin Hill, Justice Hill and was took over that number two role. And now that Justice Hill is hurt, it's it's Tyson's to lose, no matter who they bring in. I, is what I've been reading. So, I I believe that Tyson Johnson is only rostered in two percent of leagues, so he is definitely probably available because no one knows about him. But That's- I think after week one people will that's really good also because gus edwards is not a three down back uh-uh. he's a ground and, and pound guy yeah. yeah he's a big boy but uh what was i just gonna say? oh yeah the real question now is can he fend off Le'Veon bell for that number two spot on their offense <laughs> i don't know if they i think that shows it, it, whoever they do sign because i think they gotta sign someone they gotta sign one of those guys whoever they do sign whether it's a lower tiered running back like uh, elijah holyfield who's or a younger one like that or then i think they have a lot of faith in in gus edwards and ty johnson if they sign someone like todd Gurley or Le'Veon bell i think that they they're gonna they're gonna come into play they're not going to come in to sit and only get a couple carries a game. If they sign somewhere, either of those guys, they're coming in to get a good chunk of carries, not share the backfield with three other guys. Yep. That's I, just my opinion on it, I think. So we'll see who they sign, how how they really, I think, will determine how they lean, or lean whichever way to determine how they really feel about Edwards and Johnson. Well, I like all of those options as sleeper, of course, because a lot of them are mine. I also really liked <laughs> all of yours. But, of course, in you know, like smaller leagues, like six, eight-man leagues, you can get so many stars mm-hmm. that it doesn't really matter. But in a lot of those 12, 14-man leagues, I really think it's, that these are going to be some good tough. players. That's, I a, do. that's a whole different battlefield. I want to get in a big league like that cause because I'm good with some of those lower-level players. You got it. So. I mean, you're starting guys that are – I mean – Backup running backs. I mean, backup there's, there's running some backs, leagues where you're starting AJ Dillon. Three and four wide receivers. Because he, yeah. he gets five to ten carries a game, they'll get you a couple points, and you're like, all right, well, that's someone that's going to get me at least two or three points. So. We, should, we should get ourselves into a 32 man fantasy league. I don't a think true they, I think the max is 16. Team. Oh, they should do one where you can like pick NFL teams, and it's a 32 man league. That'd be awesome. It's, it's, it's a. Like just pick your team and then yeah, that's and then your you players. could like trade like a trade. like a Madden fantasy Fan simulation. Madden That'd be, be sweet. Dude. I know, I know. Wouldn't it be awesome? I would love oh, that. How dude. we could make that happen, right? That'd be. Pretty I know. Cool. That's what I'm saying. You I... Just get the Ross, the a starting fantasy team of your team. Yeah. So if I got the Packers, I'd have 
Devonte and Jones and Rogers and exactly MBS and Dylan and Tanya. And, That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't it be and awesome? And then I could be like, I uh, offer uh, Jones and MVS for uh, I don't know, just like you Cook know. and KJ Osborne. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I know. I was thinking about that the other day. It'd be so awesome. But that's it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Not really sure what the plan is for next week yet. Oh, well, we got our Hopefully first we'll week do two episodes. We'll have to see how our schedules fall. But we're going to try to do what? Like a, a, a recap and then a preview we, episode? We both got busy schedules I know. between <laughs> school and work. So I'm, we're going to have to kind of just play it by ear. And I mean, if we... If we hopefully, could just, hopefully we get two episodes out next week. And if we could just get like advertisements and stuff, this could just be our jobs, you know. We start getting <laughs> paid know. to we're, do this. I we're mean... still pretty far away from that, but <laughs> yeah, we'll have a we'll have a hopeful future on but that. Hey, yeah, that's why we gotta try at least start, try to keep kicking out episodes. And yep. So just keep an eye out next week. Hopefully, we can get a little bit more of a cement schedule in. But thank you all so much for listening, and until then. Do not, no, not this week. The Packers play the Saints. Eat the L's this week, Mr. No. Winston. No. Eat the L's. Jameis Winston, eat the W.